I had a conversation with a friend this week who is working a couple days a week this summer. And in the past, she's always had a babysitter. Well, her oldest is old enough to stay at home and watch her younger sister. So that's what she's doing. But my friend is a little bit nervous, as I think most of us can be, that they're going to resort to screens or possibly arguing or whatever it might be is not what she envisions for her kids to be doing at home in the summer and just creating a good summer full of good memories for themselves. I think we can all relate to this and just that transition year of watching our kids have to navigate by themselves. But it it brings up the point of screens again. And how do we limit them? Because I think we can have a plan for our family, but then something comes up that shifts it. Maybe where we feel like the screen becomes more of a babysitter. And rightfully so, that happens to all of us, I think, because it just comes up and it feels natural that the screens are going to have more presence in our home. But I know we all do not desire that for our kids, for ourselves, and for the family we are creating. So I wanted to re-air this episode from my good friend, April Whiting, that was recorded last summer. I want you guys to really enjoy this episode, gather some ideas for your family, maybe listen to it with your spouse or with your kids who are going to be home this summer, who you are trying to say, look, we don't need to do this. It's just not good for our family. So they can hear hear from someone who went through it with their own family. I also want you to take away the fact that just how brave April was. Bravery is such a big part of this episode and I think such a character trait that's lacking in our world today. And something that we as moms need to embrace more of because we need to be brave in our screen decisions, but we need to be brave in saying no to our kids or implementing things in our home that we know are good or being an example of our faith or standing up against other parents. Whatever it is, bravery is something that we can all use more of. And I hope that April's story here from last summer of 2020 inspires you to be more brave. There are a lot of values we can try to teach and practice, but there is one that I think must be modeled and watched over and over so that others will step up and do the same. And that is bravery. I think it's a virtue that the world really needs to see more of, especially in parenting. That is why I am so excited to introduce you to today's guest, April Whiting. I know you all are going to be so inspired by her story because it is just an awesome example of courage and bravery. April lives with her husband and her four boys, ages 3 to 13, in Arizona, where she was born and raised. She had a career in real estate and is now the founder of the ScreenSafe Project and is a newly accomplished TED Talk speaker. April is devoted to helping families thrive in a tech-heavy world, and it is our goal that you walk away today feeling inspired to make brave decisions for your family too. Of course, April will also be sharing some practical ways to avoid screen time revolt from bored children this summer. If you just said... Yes, please, to all of that, then this is your show. Come along, friend. Let's grow.
Welcome to Families That Stick Together. Just step right over the random pile of clothes where it looks like all my kids melted. Turn right past the pile of papers still out from last month's school project. Maybe don't look at the sink and make yourself at home, friend. This is where our family of six hangs out. It's where our real life happens. Stay long enough to be reminded of what we both already know, that swimming upstream is not without much work and grace, but it does come with friends who are rooting you on just as fiercely as the way you love your strong family. We work together here as friends so we can get to the end knowing we did well. Come along with us to gather together to grow through it all. Welcome, friend, with your laundry, your running shoes, or your cup of coffee. I can't wait to spend my time with you. And now, my mom, who always forgets my shoes, Jennifer Zambiel. Good job, buddy. I do always forget your shoes, don't I? Yes, you do, because I love you. Well, I love you, too. <laughs> I'm sorry that I always forget your shoes, buddy. It's fine. Whatever. Say fourth kid. Fourth kid. This To Gather for Family Dinner Game Review comes to us from Lisa in Ohio and her family of six. The Together Game has become our family's favorite, from our 12-year-old to our college-age son and his friends. Together has opened the door to some amazing conversations, some really, really big ones that make us pause, listen, and smile, and some fall out of their chair giggling ones. 100% recommendation from our family. Give it a try. You'll wish you could give one to every family you know. Thank you, Lisa, for your incredible review. It makes us so happy to think of your family having all these incredible conversations. We are so thankful for you to be a part of our Together family. Hey, April. I am so excited to have you here at Families That Stick Together. I am so happy to be here. Thank you so much for having me. You are welcome. Okay, so I have to tell this sweet story. Before this podcast, I was upstairs getting ready, and Nathan, of all people in my family, had <laughs> some music playing, and he said, Mommy, you love this song, and I listened to it, and it was Sarah Bareilles, Brave. Mm. I want to see you be brave. And I felt so pumped up for our talk today because I actually told our listeners in your intro that I think you are such an example of bravery and being a brave parent. And I really, truly mean that, April. I just think you have done something for your family that the world needs to see more of. You took a leap of courage that I know wasn't easy and you all are going to be so much stronger for it, which I don't have to tell you, but I want to tell you that I heard that song and it just felt like your theme song. And I bet your parents, your friends, your, your husband, everybody has to be so proud of you as well for, because they have seen you be brave. Oh gosh. Thank you so much. That is the best compliment that I could be given. I really appreciate that. Ah, you. you are welcome. Thank you for being such an example to me. So let's jump in and talk about how we even know each other because hey, I recently just met you and I mean everything. When I heard you and met you and heard your story, I thought, 
this woman is so brave. I have to be friends with her. I have to get to know her. I have to let her influence me. So the one way we know each other is we are co-hosts. Yes, we are. You want to share about that? Yes, absolutely. So we are now co-hosts on a podcast called Smart Social, and our podcast is called Mom Talk. And it has been so much fun. The feeling is mutual. I feel so inspired by you. And as you know, I pick your brain often <laughs> about so many things. And so I, I'm loving what we're doing over there on Smart Social. Oh, I, I do too. We are just showing up as two moms talking about how yeah. to keep, keep our kids safe online and shining online. So it's a little other project idea if y'all want to catch us over there. All right, April, I've been talking about your story. It is time for our listeners, our friends out there to hear it also. So your story is incredible to me. Mm. I want our friends to hear how a decision to declutter your house ended up being one of your biggest regrets. Yes. So it all started about three years ago, as you mentioned, I am a mom of four boys. And so there's a lot of Legos in my house. There's a lot of Nerf guns and Nerf bullets. And um, three years ago, I was reading a book about decluttering. And uh, it was right before Christmas. And I looked around at my house and thought, well, I am doing this wrong. I need to declutter. And so I thought, here's what I'm going to do. I am going to get rid of most of my kids' toys and get them each an iPad for Christmas or the little learning leap pad thing for my younger ones. And unfortunately, that's what I did. And it was the worst mistake I have ever made because I took childhood out of my home and replaced it with technology. And I had, I had the best intentions. You know, I read this book about how, you know, if you simplify your life and it's good for everyone. And so in that moment, I thought I was doing what was right for my family. But slowly those screens took over my family and our family dynamics. And um, I started seeing a lot of behavior problems with my kids. And we just, I like to use the term alone together. We were a family alone together. And I had these little moments where I thought, you know, this just feels different. My family feels different. And what is happening? What's going on? And I'd take a step back and think, what am I doing differently? And I'd think, well, maybe it's these screens. But at that moment, I didn't care enough to do anything about it yet. Until one night, I was tucking one of my kids into bed. And I looked down into his precious eyes. And I realized it was the first time that entire day that I was making eye contact with him. And in that moment, it just hit me so hard. And that was the 
night that changed it all and started a new journey. So keep going. I don't want to break in. Tell us what happened next. Okay. So that night after I tucked him in and had that realization that I had not looked in really any of my children's eyes for an entire day and the mom guilt hit me. And that night I thought, okay, this ends tonight. We are starting to do something different. And so that very night I started researching, um, online. And then I ordered a book called glow kids about screen addiction. And I just started educating myself and I learned that I needed to detox my entire family from screens. And so I took two weeks and we detoxed like we were in rehab because I learned that screens, if you let them, can do the same thing to your brain as hard street drugs. And so I took two weeks and every day I slowly decreased screen time until at the end of two weeks, we were at zero. And we spent six months screen free in our home, other than my husband and I still had our cell phones, but um, we used them properly. Um, just for phone calls and work. And that six months was magical. We replaced the screens with, we brought back childhood. We brought back Legos and coloring books and all the wonderful things that should be a part of our children's lives. And about two days, the first two days were really hard. And I almost gave up about 75 times. (laughs) because my kids were missing the screens and it just felt overwhelming. And then on day three, there was a shift and it's like my kids remembered what it was like to be kids again. And I joke around that they discovered this magical place called the backyard. And, um, it was just this wonderful time. My house was full of the sounds and sights of childhood, which is how it should be. And um, that connection that we had lost returned. And so it was this really great time in our life, for sure. Oh, I have the chills every time I hear that story, because what an example of you choosing a second chance for your family and just, I mean, I can extract so much out of that. You were alone together. You had taken childhood away. When you decided this, you almost gave up because it was hard. Mm -hmm. I, I'd love to know what do you think was different about that night? You say that changed it all because here's the thing. Everything in your story leading up to the moment it all changed could really be anyone's story. And I think yours is just one of those where we parents hear it and we get a sinking feeling wondering if, you know, if I was in the same situation, would I even notice or worse, how many moments have we not stopped long enough to hear 
what we need to be hearing. So what do you think was different that night? Right. Um, well, you are the first person to actually ask me this question, which is one of the things I love about you because you make me think. Um, but, you know, it could be a lot of different things. That night, um, you know, it was quiet. And I mean, I tuck my kids into bed every night, but to have the noise of the day gone, um, I think played a big role in it. Um, some people could call it mom's intuitions. I think that God had a lot to do with it that night. And I don't think I was ready to face it until that night. So I, just to set up a timeline here, April, how yeah. long would you say the time was where you got rid of childhood, as you say, and introduced screens to that magical night that changed it all for you? Right. Um, it was about two years worth of it taking over our lives. So it had been quite a while. Wow. So, you know, yeah. even more reason to see really how brave that decision was for you, yeah. because I know it wouldn't be easy and not only the part of the detox period, but just mm -hmm. the revolt or the judgment from people or whatever it might be, or, you know, trying to be so extreme or something like that. I just, mm -hmm. I know it was not easy for you. And I really, truly commend you as a parent yeah. for doing that. This bonus question with April is brought to you by Together for Family Dinner. This is such an amazing way for your family to outsource your communication. Bet you didn't know you could do that, but you can. There are 105 stickers in here that just dig deeper and make everyone open up and it's amazing. So we're gonna hear from April as I ask her a question from our humble pie category. A risk I took that made me proud was a risk I took that made me proud was I actually went whitewater rafting. I am terrified of water. I cannot swim. And I got in that raft and I conquered that whitewater. Felt good. Girl, I'm proud of that risk you took. That's awesome. I That can not even be a fun thing sometimes for experienced swimmers. That's got to be scary. Where were you? Yes, I was in Durango, Colorado. I was with a youth group, a bunch of teenage girls, and I was planning on just sitting on the sidelines and taking pictures. And they talked me into it, and I'm so glad they did. It was oh. a great experience. So did you come home and brag to your family? Oh, you better believe I brought home pictures because my husband did not believe that I actually got in. <laughs> I'd like to say you just inspired me, a not very great swimmer, to go whitewater yeah. rafting, but I don't know. I might have to take <laughs> the sidelines too. It's Thanks, worth April. It. Thank you, Jennifer. So obviously that night changed your life, but how did experience something so profound as a parent, you know, having that moment? How do you think that impacted? your outlook on raising your family just from that day forward, not the screen issue, but just that day forward. Yeah. You know, 
it was a really big wake up call of how easily we can be distracted from what matters most in our life. The noise around us, the Pinterest syndrome where, you know, I wanted that perfect looking house and I have four kids at home. I'm not going to have a perfect looking house, but I sure am going to have happy babies. And um, it also made me realize, I guess, just how easily screens can still our connection if we let it or other things really just about how vigilant we have to be these days as mothers leading our families or as parents leading our families. Oh, I love the word vigilant that you just used because I think, you know, that's not just watching over our kid's shoulder with screens. It's everything. It's who are they hanging out with? How is their attitude about school? What are their study habits? Are they motivated at their activity? How do they communicate? How do they look at adults? I mean, anything. We do have to be so vigilant and our world doesn't always set us up for that. We are always swimming upstream against that, Mm -hmm. right? You, I also like April, how you just tied it back to your why. You said, you know, your original why was you wanted this decluttered house, which we all would love, but you finally started to see it in a different light. Like, wow, I'm going to change my perspective on that. And Mm -hmm. I I would love your advice to our friends out there on this. Mm -hmm. You know, you know, my 12 summer story about only having 12 summers with our kids. And I would compare your experience to the same experience I had with the 12 summer thing. It was just, it was this moment that completely changed my perspective. And I am forever grateful for that because it really did lead me down a different path. So let's say I'm a new mom. Mm -hmm. What is your advice for being able to actually slow down and not wake up one day wondering how I missed what was right in front of me? Uh, That is such a good question. You know, I could take that two ways in regards to screens. You know, we are so apt to hand over our smartphones to our one-year-old in a restaurant to keep them quiet while we eat dinner or at the grocery store. And, you know, we have to get back to... I mean, that is, let's be real. We're both moms of four kids. Sometimes it's easier to hand them a screen and to keep them quiet, but um, long-term, it's not the best choice for sure. But just, it's so easy to get caught up in the noise of this world, like we just said. And I think it's important just to quiet our minds a lot of times and remind ourselves of what your personal why is. Absolutely. Oh my goodness. We are (laughs) on the same wavelength here because I was just going to say, that is what I always say. If we start talking about family dinner time through together moments and someone asked me, well, you can pull up all the statistics you want about what family dinner will do for your family. Everybody knows it's 
all these positive things about less anxiety, more self-confidence, all this stuff, because you're simply together talking. But it, anybody can know the benefits, but if you don't know the why in your family for why you want that to happen and why it even matters, then, then all those benefits can go out the window because you're not centered on even making it a priority in your home. Yes. You have to find your why. Your why is what gets you through the hard moments. So that leads to this question. Tell us what happened after that night for you, after your six-month mm -hmm. detox. How did you go from mom at your house in Arizona to <laughs> your story being told on TED Talks? I know. It is surreal for sure. So I saw this amazing transformation in my own home with my own family. And, you know, one of my favorite quotes is when we know better, we do better. And I just hadn't known. And the more I talked to friends and fellow mamas, they just didn't know. And so I started sharing my story and, um, I just found that parents were craving this information and a lot of us had felt overwhelmed with screens you know they just kind of showed up and took over the world and we're the first generation raising children in this tech heavy world and so i started giving parent nights and community events and speaking in schools and then um, TED Talk saw one of my community nights that was filmed and put on YouTube. And they called me and asked, you know, if I would be interested in giving a TED Talk, which absolutely, yes, please. And so it led me to the TED stage, which um, is so exciting because it's going to reach a lot more families and hopefully help a lot more people. And congratulations on that, April. I think that Thank is so you. awesome. And, you know, I really do think that is God leading you down that path because your story wow. has to be told. Because here's what I love. You are a real mom who is living the real pressures of raising children in today's world. And you chose a different path from what the world says and even what you yeah. thought. So what people can really relate to is that you chose this path even after you chose what you figured out was the wrong one for your family. I know you have some really strong feelings about everybody kind of messing up or starting over or making those choices. Tell us how you encourage other families who are where you were two years ago. Yeah. I like to tell families, you get to choose what you want your family dynamics to look like. You get to choose what you want your relationship with technology to look like. It doesn't have to stay where it is. If there's something that's on your mama heart that you think needs to change, it can change. It absolutely can. And a lot of times it's just tweaking a couple things in your daily schedule to help get to where you need to be. You don't have to go as drastic as I did, 
um, a lot of times I feel like we do nothing because we can't do everything, but we can do these little things that make a huge difference in our family dynamics. We do nothing because we can't do everything. Yes. That was brilliant, April. I think it sums up motherhood sometimes because we oh feel gosh. so overwhelmed that mm. we, oh my gosh, I have to do this. I have to do that. I know this isn't right, but it's so hard to keep edit or whatever it might be. Yeah. Do you or anyone in your family ever feel tempted to go back to your old life? If yes, what do you do to avoid that temptation? If no, what would you say keeps you strong? We are tempted often. There is such a huge pull towards screens. And for certain reasons, it floods our brains with dopamine and nobody's above that. And it is, I'm going to be real, it is a constant battle and we have a family check-in once a month and we have a real conversation about how are we doing are we too involved in screens again and if the answer is yes then we take a couple days screen free just to push a restart button and reset it um, was not a one and done situation at all. This is a constant struggle. And I think it always will be to find a healthy balance with technology. Thank you for being real about that. Absolutely. So I'm going to ask you to do a little homework for us. Can you, <laughs> this doesn't have to be anything official. Can you give us, send me some of the things that you would talk about at your family check-in? Maybe four prompts <laughs> for the conversation starter girl. And I will add those to our show notes so people can grab those and just see how your family is doing it. Because I know that everyone is sitting here listening. Okay, well, that's awesome. I would like to try this. She's telling me it's hard. She's telling me she has a plan to keep it going. I want to see that plan so I can use it for my family. So yeah. why don't you do that for me and I'll add them to our show notes. Absolutely. I would love to. Okay. Thank you for that. Yes. What are, I, I always like to give tangible things because I, I love to listen to something, get very inspired, but also yeah. walk out with some action steps, right? So what are three practical things any family could do right now? Any family who is heavy on screens or not, but right now, today, tomorrow to decrease screen time in their home and avoid a revolt <laughs> from bored children on summer break during social distancing. Yes, absolutely. So my favorite, we are both big on family dinner and I am big on device-free family dinners. So all devices, even mom and dad's smartphones go in a basket in a different room during dinner. Um, that's my number one. And it's really so simple, but it can be hard as well. I have a few families who they've made the rule, whoever grabs their device first is in charge of dishes that night. <laughs> so that's my number one device-free dinners. I would say number two is take devices out of bedrooms. 
especially at night. Have a central charging station where all devices have a bedtime and they go on that central charging station for the night. Because if we have devices in our kids' rooms, that's when they're making poor choices and they're not getting adequate sleep. And we know what that does to our kids. So that is number two. Number three is just create more moments in the day that your kids want to put down screens and, you know, board games, go on a hike, just simple things that you create that make your kids want to get involved and leave their screens alone. <laughs> Thank you for those. Those are exactly yeah. tips that I wanted to be able to pass on. That's great. And I will say if your family puts down those screens at dinner, pick up together because the sticker yeah. conversation prompts are going to be amazing yep. and really help out. We do it often in our house. <laughs> All right. So here's the question we ask everybody at the end. Okay. What's one thing, April, helping your family stick together right now? I am a firm believer in physical touch. We have eight second hugs often in our home. Um, it's important that it's one of the things that our kids need to thrive to have healthy childhood development is physical touch. So we hug a lot around our house. <laughs> eight second hugs. Is that a, a, has that come to be a joke? Like you didn't hit eight seconds. <laughs> yes, it absolutely has. And my 13 year old is not the biggest fan, but someday he will, he will appreciate his eight second hugs that he got from his mama every day. <laughs> yes, he will. And if they're arguing, is that how you solve it? You say eight second hug boys. Oh, yeah. Oh yes. I have done that before many times. Ah, <laughs> uh, I love this way to stick together and always yes. keep your family strong. Yep. All right, April, tell our listeners where they can find you all your incredible information. All right, you can find me at the screensafeproject.com or I'm on Instagram, the Screensafe Project, Facebook, or um, our other podcast on Smart Social. <laughs> Smartsocial.com and Smart Social Podcast. Yep. All right, everybody reach out to April when you need her. She's there for you. Thanks for being here. Thank you so much for having me. It was a pleasure. Yay. Wow, you all, wasn't that just so good? I hope that you walk away from this feeling so inspired. Figure out what you're going to do this week that just feels like a brave thing to do for your family. Go do that and pick something out of this episode that you can do this week to make your family stick together a little stronger. Is it that you take time to look at your child in their eyes for a little longer? Do you hug them a little longer? Do you go outside and play with them when you'd really rather be inside doing something? Or do you just implement a new screen time rule? Whatever it is, I hope you get something great to take away from this week's episode. If you love what you're gathering through these episodes, please screenshot, tag us, share with friends, and leave a review. It is the best compliment you can give us. It is so encouraging, and together we can help grow stronger families. 
Be sure to follow us at Together Moments on Instagram and Facebook. Leave us a DM. Check out all our incredible games and tools and your free family resources at togethermoments.com. As always, take time to gather, together to grow, and speak the words that matter.